What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 20 of Dead With My Friends podcast. I am Steve. I'm Nick. And this episode, we are covering a Jaws ripoff. Shark Week is kicking off tonight, and we are kicking off with Bruno Matai's Cruel Jaws. So how you feeling today, Steven? I'm feeling pretty sore, but I'm feeling good, man. My heart feels full. Last <laughs> night, uh, <laughs> last night uh, it was a show at the Grange in Newburgh, uh, kind of a newer venue, um, Hudson Valley Death and Hudson Valley Hardcore. Servant of Sorrow was headlining. Um, Andrew Guy booked this show. He's been he's actually booking more shows at this venue, which is sick because uh, last night's turnout was awesome. But it was a uh, Flowers for Burial opening, this uh, band Low Fiction, uh, they're kind of like a doomy, like alternative band, very sick, and then it was uh, Connecticut Hardcore Burning Hand, followed by Massachusetts Death Metal Groaning Wretch, they were fucking sick, and then yeah, Servant headlined, uh, such a good turnout, uh, a lot of the homies came through, Jeremy, John Martini, so many uh, dudes, Coop came through, uh, fucking, it was, it was a good fucking time, a lot of good moshing, I was getting in there a bit, you know, getting my two-step on, but also throwing a few spin kicks, but, yeah, uh, any I'm, axe I'm, kicks? Uh, some, some fucking, dude, there was That's this one, that's my favorite one, axe kicks, they're so, they're so brutal, dude, there was this one younger straight-edge kid, like, him and his friend were, like, fucking throwing some sick fucking, like, jumping fucking helicopter like windmill kicks and it was it was awesome dude like everyone brought the mosh for all of the bands and uh it was just a fucking great night it was a great night for fucking the hudson valley hardcore metal scene and i couldn't be like happier with the turnout myself and uh just shooting the shit with everyone i definitely picked up some shirts i'm wearing a flowers for burial shirt i got this uh low fiction shirt the back, the back fucking really grabs me. I don't know if you could see it that well. Oh, shit. I like that. What is Yo, that? How Why sick does that is, look like, so familiar? That's what I thought it was, but they, uh, one of their friends, like, took a photo and just kind of, like, they edited it, but, like, yo, right? That's fucking sick. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, this Rammstein cover. And then, uh, Servant dropped a limited edition camo shirt. So, I kind I had to. You know me. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and then on the back, it's blistered <clears throat> blistered by the light of heaven, which is one of their title tracks on the new EP. Did they play? They played a lot oh, of the new EP Oh, they played all the new shit, man. Oh, sick. All the Fuck. new shit. I missed it. It was fucking so good. I wish you could have been there, brother. It was a great time. I'm going to be at the next one, though. Yo, and the more shows, like I said, are being booked at the Grange, and it's so easy to get to, like... Just come through, stay at my place or something, and we just carpool from there because it's an easy drive. Okay, I'm yeah. with that. Yeah, it sucks I fucking missed out on it, man. Um, but I saw a lot of the video. I didn't see any video of you fucking moshing, though. It's got to be out there, though. Man, it was whatever. I mean, I mosh, I mosh for me, not for fucking being on video, you know? I mosh for me, I mosh for the bands when I can. When, when the feeling's right, you know? Oh, yeah, when you when you got to let that dog out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, great <laughs> no, time. But it, lo it looked like a fun show, man. Uh, yeah, it was hot as fuck, sides. though, dude. The, the air was so thick in there. 
Ooh. burning up, man. It felt like over 100 degrees. But then you'd go outside in between sets and, like, get some nice fresh air. Well, yeah, everybody yeah. moving around, dude. Like, oh, how many yeah, people absolutely. would you figure were there? I would say... I'd say almost 70. Oh, that's a nice turnout. Yeah. Damn near. Yeah, I'd say near 70. Dude, it was shit. nice. Yeah. Packed parking lot. Packed lot? Yeah, yep. What kind of venue is this, though? Is it, it just dude, like... It's, a... it's like, imagine a big house, almost like a courthouse, but okay. like with a VFW hall upstairs with a stage. But they didn't utilize the stage because they said that it gets way too hot on the stage. So it just became a floor show. Yeah, I saw with, that. With couches lined up all on the sides for like... Yeah, it's a sick setup. I love it. I can't wait to see more shows there. Cool. Well, I'm excited to go up. Yeah. I'm excited to check that shit out. Hell yeah, man. But uh, yeah, so shout out to all the bands that played last night. Every band was fucking sick and everyone just fucking brought their mosh and it was just a real good fucking time. Dude, I feel like every single episode we record, you're freshly coming off of seeing a show. Yeah. Oh, dude, September, <laughs> there's the Hatebreed Fest. Up I want to go Albany. to that. Yeah. And then again, there's another show lined up at the Grange. And then Age of Apocalypse is playing, I think, with Godskin Peeler up in Albany at the end of Ooh. September. So I think I'm going to be pretty busy in September if I can attend all three of these shows. Because they're yeah, all on the weekend. Yeah, so. you, yeah, you will be pretty busy, man. Dude, speaking of September, so my birthday's in September, and you had actually sent me that Mahoning Drive-In were doing, or, or rather are showing Garbage Pail Kids on 35mm. And Yeah, it's on uh, a Sunday, though. I know, my birthday falls on a Sunday, dude, but I would have loved to have gone and fucking seen that. Yeah, that oh, would have been Oh, and sick. also, um, Fair Oaks Drive-In announced... Fright uh, Fest. Their, their days. I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm, I, well, here's the problem, man. I'm it's feeling the, a little burnt. It's the same weekend and the same day as the Hatebreed show up in Albany. And like, I yo, I'm, Vane's on that show, Jesus Peace, like a bunch of good bands. I think I might. I think I'm going to opt out of the the uh, the Fright Fest this year, man. I love going. Me too. They're not doing it until like 7 a.m. Because like they were showing five movies. That was like their usual yeah. format. But now they're only doing four. And they announced that Fright Night was actually the first movie. So they picked the first movie and then the other three. Um, so I wonder let... if that means they're going to have like some of the cast there as special guests. Not Chris Sarandon. No, definitely not. But maybe like, <laughs> maybe like, what's his name? We played Charlie Brewster. Oh, that's your boy. I don't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But man, now that I'm thinking about it, dude, I, I'm a little fucking burnt out on the drive-ins this summer. To be honest, man, uh, fucking VHS Fest took a lot out of me, dude. <laughs> it was a crazy. It was a crazy weekend. You know, it it definitely. But at the end of it, you are pretty burnt. But I don't know. I I would love to go to Fright Fest if it was a different weekend. They do five movies in one night, which yeah. is a lot. So it starts at like 7 p.m. And then yep. it ends at just about 7 in the morning. Yeah. So it's that's a long night. It's awesome. I'm so glad that they do it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I love Fair Oaks. That's like my favorite driving besides the Mahoning. But Hatebreed Fest sounds really nice. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. So I think that that's, that's going to be the move. Yeah, and I think Alicia, um, 
she might try to get off if she can and, and pool with us up there, which would be sick. We have the whole fucking family, dude, just fucking off to this fucking hardcore fest for Hatebreed. I think Bleeding Through's on it, too, man. No. Yeah, dude, hold on. Let me let me yeah, pull, pull the, up the lineup. lineup. Let me hear yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Let me geek out for a second. <laughs> for sure. Some of the some of the shit's a little small. Some of the writing, so bear with me. All right, so this is what's going on. It's uh called Born Dead Fest, and it's Hatebreed, 20 years of the rise of brutality. Fuck Sick. yeah. We got Bleeding Through. Oh, you were Vain right. Vain FM. Sick. Pain of Truth. Fuck yes. I don't know Pain of Truth. Fucking Long Island Hardcore. They do a lot of shit in the Hudson Valley hardcore. If they're as on well. that bill, then I, I assume yeah. that they're fucking sick. So Desolated. Okay. Jesus Peace. Sick. No bragging rights. Sick. The Banner. Fucking New Jersey hardcore legends. Um, let's see. Brick by brick, downswing, freeze MF, ghost ship, sick, mouth breather, mouth for oh, war. Oh yeah, I've actually they they popped up on my um on my fucking Spotify mouth breather. They were sick. Mouth for war. These streets and your spirit dies, which I've, I'm a big fan of your spirit dies. That's a solid lineup. Dude, dude. That's, that's a, that's a fucking incredible fucking, lineup. And that's all one day. That's all one day. And then there's a day two on a Sunday, but um, it's also AEW. Um, what is it? All in or all out. And uh, I kind of want to watch that. But day two is Integrity, Madball, uh, wow. Soul Blind, Hudson Valley, and uh, Fury of Five. Hold on. And there's, I think there might be. Yeah, actually, there is more. Uh, one, five, six, Silence. They're sick. Um, oh, they're act- playing. I love them. Yeah, dude, they're sick. Uh, Actor, Observer, Edict, Wisdom and War. Concrete ties and more bands to be announced, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely trying to make day one since that's uh, on a Saturday, and then day two enjoy some AEW pay per view, and then I think I'll rest have... up from all the fucking oh yeah, and then I the think beatings. I have um with my new job starting, I think I have off because it's um Labor Day Labor Day yeah so all right cool yeah. That sounds like it's going to be fucking sick, man. I'm hyped for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what else has been up, man? You got anything new? Any new releases? Not a whole lot, man. I've just been watching a lot of movies. Um, Yeah, no, I I was able to actually grab two titles, actually three titles from Error 4444. Um, I was able to get Red Spells from them, Red Spells Red, um, Centipede Horror, and Fatal Termination Pre-Order. So I'm excited. I heard about that's that. like 80% sold out now. Yeah, 80% sold out, man. I love that label, dude. I actually have you have it too. Their first release, Anatomia Extinction. That is the prequel to Tokyo Gore Police. That which it is. I fucking love Tokyo Gore Police. Both great movies, man. Very Hell happy yeah. to have these in the collection. But I had missed out on Red Spells Red. Um and centipede horror so when they had went up they had some copies left from um from the the last drop so i was able to actually grab those so i'm super excited to fucking get those 
Um, but nah, I, I've just been watching a lot of movies, man. Um, I went and I saw the new Insidious. How was that? I thought that that was pretty dope. I liked it, man. I thought it was oh. good. Speaking of Insidious, I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention also at the show last night was friend or foe of the show, Jamie. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he, he, him and his wife, they, they saw the new Insidious as well. And uh, they oh, thought okay. it was okay. They weren't enough, too hot on enough it. Enough time has passed by to where I think he can go back to being a friend of the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was the foe for a while, but yeah. I've since gotten over it. Yeah, we were uh, shoot, shooting this shit, and he says what's up, too. So. Cool, man. Well, what's up, Jamie? So he they said it was okay? They said it was okay like like that kind of okay i've liked them all except for like the fourth one yeah the last key the last they're a fan key, of them all too yeah i i've loved i've seen them all in theaters it had some good scares it had some good scenes the kid that plays dalton in it is a really fucking good actor so it had some good acting in it the score is always good joseph bishara um but i liked it man i'm happy that i got to see that in the theater i also saw oppenheimer uh, opening day and i mean i'm a big chris nolan guy but i guess just like those biography type movies historical biography type deal movies just really aren't my thing it was just a lot of talking dude I visually literally... it was great visually it was great the score was awesome um the acting was great but it was three hours dude fuck that I no cannot, intermission. I cannot I mean, sit through a movie of three hours of just talking. I don't care if it's just Christopher Nolan dialogue. Like, that's not enough for me. Well, Christopher Nolan 100% made this movie only for himself. And other, like, diehard historic uh, history history buffs, man. I mean, yeah, the whole thing with Oppenheimer, like, it was a big deal in history, of course. But... I mean, what could I really have expected? You know, I didn't think that like it was going to be like an action packed, um, an action packed film. But for what it was, it was good. It just was not my type of movie. But then real other quick, than that, real quick. Yeah. The only good thing I could say that came out of the atomic bomb was the birth of Godzilla. There you go. And shout outs to fucking Godzilla <laughs> minus one trail teaser. I've been watching it nonstop. You got to pick up the figure. You don't got to dive totally into figure collecting, bro. But that is a sick figure. It's sick. Brother, if I if I start, I don't think I'm going to be able to stop, man. You might be right. Dude, collecting like fucking Japanese figures, especially like kaiju figures. And then like trying to get all of my old Godzilla figures back on top of like fucking the Seth MacFarlane fucking figures on top of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I want back that I used to have. Like, don't even get me started. But, yeah, that, that model I sent you was sick. Well, maybe maybe you'll consider getting it. But, yeah, we'll see. But, <laughs> I agree um, with you. That's the only good thing to come out of the atomic bomb. Dude. Was, was Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. That's the only kind of, like, atomic bomb-related shit I want to watch. <laughs> but other than that, dude, um, so leading up to us covering Cruel Jaws and today being the premiere of Shark Week... I've honestly just been watching a lot of shark films, dude. Oh, sick. So I started with Cruel Jaws, obviously, and then I went on and I started watching other movies that are directly and indirectly related to Cruel Jaws, but we will definitely get into why that is. So 
yeah, so on on this episode, we're talking Cruel Jaws, also known as Jaws 5, right? Yep. And then in some areas, uh, it was known as The Beast. So it had three different titles. It was directed by William Snyder, which is the pseudonym for Bruno Mattei. Or Mattei. How do you say his last name? So... Some people say Matai, some people say Matei. I say Matei. I'm going with um, Matei. I've always said it as Matei. But I heard you say Matai earlier, and I know that you're more of a fan of Bruno than than I am. Or you know I, more. I could have sworn I said Matei. I don't know. Either way, it but doesn't matter. I think we're both <laughs> we're, we're tomato tomato at this yeah. point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, like this movie is great. This movie, in my opinion, is the king of ripoffs yeah as far dude, as he, okay shark so, exploitation films go dude yeah the king dude he is the king of italian ripoffs um the italian the first, ed wood yeah man or the, the poor first, man's joe d'amato the first man yeah yeah absolutely. that's what they that's what they call him yeah so <laughs> um i had gotten introduced to bruno Mattai. uh Matei, Matai, so now you got me doing it, you fuck. Um, by watching this film called Hell of the Living Dead, which is a Dawn of the Dead ripoff. It literally uses the Goblin score, and there's literally I a SWAT that. team that is dressed just like fucking Peter and Roger from Dawn of the Dead. So it's it's great. It's with ridiculous stock footage. Like Bruno Matai is always known for using these b-roll stock footage at random points and he he's fucking great i mean come on dude he's done shocking dark mm-hmm. he he helped do zombie three uh fucking uh rats the knights of terror which is a fucking insane flick I wasn't mean, the, shocking dark the 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 the, the slip cover with the terminator on it yep it's called it's terminator 2 on the slip oh. cover and then <laughs> yeah, so severin so severin this release, which I missed out on the slip, it was the Jaws 5 slip. Oh, Yeah, okay. they did a limited run of the Jaws 5 slip. I love that, though. Yeah. And then and then they say, like, shit, where it's, like, the absolutely unofficial, not mm-hmm. the not the yeah. actual yeah, yeah. artwork. They did that with um that Evil Dead one. What was that? Like, Evil Dead 5 or some shit? Yep, um, I have that, aka La Casa 7 or 6. Or, yeah, I like when they do that. There's a bunch of La Casas. Because Evil Dead in in uh, in Italy is La Casa. Yeah, the house. I have that somewhere over there in my collection. I mean, based off of everything that you're saying about him right now, he applied all that to, to Cruel Jaws, man. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, there's literally like footage from Jaws 2 in there. In Cruel Jaws, he literally ripped footage from every single Jaws movie. Joe D'Amato's Deep Deep Blood and mostly footage from this film called The Last Shark. Like Cruel Jaws has its own storyline, mm-hmm. but they based and written that storyline around the footage that they had stolen, which is fucking crazy. And I had to like look this up after I'd seen the movie, and I was like, did they get fucking sued at all for any of this? Universal sued them, which didn't allow them a North American release of this film. 
And I mean, somehow, like all, like all great things eventually, you know, come to the surface, I, I guess. Um, it made its way, found its way to North America, and it went to straight to video. But it's a fun movie, man. It's super fucking silly. You know, Shout Factory almost put this out, but due to like the legal issues with it, like they ended up not. And then thankfully we have boutique labels like Severn Film who will literally scrape from the bottom sometimes and just put these out. Oh, this was scraped from the bottom, from the depths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I wanted to actually ask you, did you end up watching the Snyder cut? So there's two cuts. I did not. I, I watched the Matei cut. I watched I watched it two times, man. I watched the Matei cut and I watched the Snyder cut. Uh, I thought that that was pretty funny. So on that Severin Films release, there are two versions, same same mat or um same menu and all that, like depending on which one you choose. There's only like two special features on the disc. Um I actually don't even have my disc near me, so you might end up having to uh, to read the write up when we um, when we do so. But yeah. um, but yeah. Uh, so the Matei cut was actually a lot better. There's no okay. difference other than the fact that the Matei cut is, I think that's sourced from an original camera negative. So in HD, it just looks a lot better. It's all restored and everything. And then the Snyder Cut, it's super raw. It's got a lot of scratches and dust and imperfection. And some of the blacks are real crushed. And then the whites are really white or really uh, or like too bright. And I think that that was actually sourced from a print. And it's only like one minute longer. Okay. What that one minute is, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I wasn't able to really tell. But... When I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it a second time. I have the option. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to just watch this one. But, um, yeah. So. Well, brother, I'm happy that, because you had reached out to me and we're like, should we watch the Matei cut or the fucking Snyder cut? Wink, wink. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you always got to go with like the true director's cut. And I'm so happy that we did because I did not watch the Snyder's cut. And I would have been a little bummed based off of like what you're telling me. You would have been watching the same exact move, movie other than the fact that it just looked shittier. Yeah. So, like, the day-to-night shots that they did, like, all the day-to-night shots that they did on the beach were really mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plenty of that in this one. Yeah, I love that shit. Though. I love pointing that out, too, to people that don't know, like, about films like us. Because the, the, I'll get asked, like, by casual, like, friends, um... Like, yo, why why does it look like this? And I was like, oh, this is supposed to be a day-for-night shot. And then I yeah. explained, like, what that is. And then, yeah, I've shit silly. When you got a low budget, shooting at night's yeah. really difficult. Dude, all of the cast were non-union local Floridians. Yeah. Yeah, Dag. Dude, our, our do, ma- our don't main even man. get... We'll get into that. I think we should get into the plot breakdown. And then we'll start getting into, like, Dag and... You know, <laughs> at all the characters and stuff. <laughs> all right. Um. So, how's the right? I I I don't know if the write up if they really did a write up on the back of this, did they? So the they start off with talking about Bruno Mattei, and uh, you know all the shit that he's done, and then um, let's see. Yeah. So the write up doesn't really give you like like a plot breakdown is just kind of like what this movie like 
So I'm here on IMDb. Now, they got a quick little synopsis thing on it. And it goes on and it says that Cruel Jaws, 1995. A huge shark terrorizes a beach in Florida and the locals try everything to kill it. That's nice, short and sweet. So there is a storyline that was written here by a man named Nick Reganas. So I just want to say shout out Nick Reganas because he actually did a really good job here on IMDb as far as like writing a storyline for this. So I will read that and then I want you to read what the back of the Severin um, DVD says, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Have some respect. <laughs> I'm an old man, dude. <laughs> Everything's DVD to me, you know? <laughs> Anyways, sure, brother. so this is on IMDb, Nick Reganis is uh, synopsis. So with the annual regatta celebration just around the corner, an aggressive 25-foot tiger shark swims into the waters of the sleepy seaside town of Hampton Bay. In the meantime, against the backdrop of a shady real estate agent deal, the defenseless owner of the local amusement park, Dag Cernison, finds himself with his back to the wall as an unscrupulous land developer and his ruthless mobsters use short-arm tactics to convince him to give up his property. Of course, the greedy mayor refuses to close the beaches, and before long, the corpses start washing up on the shore. But now that the ferocious aquatic predator has tasted human flesh, it will stop at nothing to get its next meal. Who can get rid of this ocean beast? That guy wrote a good one. Yeah, that was actually really good. That was, he summed it up pretty well. So what's the back of that say? All right, so the back of this Severn Films release, uh, we start off with, in bold letters, Bruno Matai, shark exploitation, jaw dropper, plus his extra violent Japanese cut on Blu-ray for the first time ever in America. He defied all laws of good taste and international copyright with shocking dark and robo war. He reset the bar for batshit crazy Italio horror with rats, the night of terror and hell of the living dead. And in 1995, legendary director Bruno Matai here as William Snyder stunned the civilized world with this ultimate shark exploitation saga that literally borrows characters, plot, and footage from Joe D'Amato's Deep Blood and Enzo G. Castorelli's The Last Shark. And that's just the tip of one of the very legitious fin filmed in South Florida with a cast of now ashamed unknowns that include a... <laughs> ashamed... <laughs> Are they ashamed? <laughs> they can yes. only get one guy to do the special features, so they might be pretty ashamed. Yeah, of it. Uh, filmed in South Florida with a cast of now ashamed unknowns that includes a Hulk Hogan lookalike, Dag, experience the epitome of outrageous thievery cinema, actually released in some countries as Jaws 5, now remastered, uncut, in HD for the first time. And another tag long. Yeah, so what? I fucking sound Australian, and then another <laughs> tagline. Tagline. Another tagline is awe-inspiring. A non-stop shop of incoherence, absurdity, and disparate <laughs> of shark footage that makes it the Avengers of Jaws knockoffs. 
I lo- the Avengers of Jaws knockoffs. I fucking love that. Oh man, what a write up in that back, huh? That was really funny. The shame shit is really fucking funny. <laughs> they might all be ashamed of it. I mean, think about it though. Like, we know how a lot of the people who were in the room had felt after they had seen that at the premiere, right? They were kind of like shocked that this was the movie that they made. Apparently, these people, like you said, they were all non-union actors. Um, and there's a special feature on there where they talk with one of the guys, um, one of the goony guy, one of the goon guys that is with the guy, Ronnie or whatever, who's yeah, one of our yep. main characters. Yep. Um, but he said that they really took the movie serious. They said that Bruno Mattei didn't speak any English and he had to use a translator. Um, he was kind of an asshole though, apparently. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, but that's that's pretty fucking funny, dude. Uh, the Avengers of ripoffs. Jaws ripoffs. Yep. I mean, dude, one of the, I mean, that was the thing that appealed to me with this movie was that it was a Jaws ripoff. So you know me, man. Like I love a good ripoff, but yeah. this is the ultimate ripoff, dude, because it ripoffs, it rips off all of the fucking ripoffs. So it is the ultimate ripoff of shark films. Absolutely. And I think that's why, like, I eventually got this on a Severin, like, Black Friday sale. Because yeah. I had missed the initial, like, first release, so I missed out on the Jaws 5 slipcover, obviously. But then something just was like, yo, pick this up. It's Bruno Mattei. Pick it up. And, yeah, I'm happy I did, man. Because after watching this three times over the weekend, it's it's a silly, fun movie. It's silly. It's fun. Um, it's got bad acting. It's got bad dialogue. It's got so bad, bad delivery. Dude, at one point, like <laughs> literally, it's so bad. You it's could good. tell when they said "okay" and action, and then they start walking and doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. When um, <laughs> yeah, I, I when know Billy's exact... having a conversation with that. Yup, Dag and everyone. Yep, I think and like they Bob's just start there. Going. Yeah. Shit I know like the that. exact scene that you're talking about. I have that in my notes. I wanted yeah. to, to fucking bring that up. All right, man. So, all right. Let's let's just dive into this now. We've let's given just... enough of an introduction on it. So, Cruel Jaws opens up. Um, we're on the open water. We have two divers and one of the captains. And the, the, the two divers are getting ready to dive down to this um, sunken Navy ship called the Cleveland. So, they say that there's some top secret Navy shit that's on the boat that they want to go down and retrieve and then ultimately sell it. So these guys jump, jump in, go down to the ship. And once they're swimming around in the ship, we almost immediately see the shark and the shark attacks them while they're in the boat. And he actually, the, the shark actually attacks the, the, the ship that they're on too and destroys that as well. And then we cut, we're in an RV driving down a highway in Florida and we meet Billy and Vanessa was her name, right? Yeah. Yep. Vanessa. So I, so Vanessa's Billy's girlfriend and Billy, I believe is an oceanographer of some sort, right? Yeah. He's some kind of like, he's an oceanographer. He's a A bit of a marine biologist, marine biologist expert. Yep. Mostly with sharks and killer whales is, is like his specialty. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Even though it doesn't really seem like he knows that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> based off of just the shit that he says throughout the movie. So they are on their way to meet with uh, Dag, who is the uh, 
I would think he's like Hulk Hogan's brother, dude. This fucking guy looks well, so exactly like Hulk Hogan. Funny enough, dude, he really was a Hulk Hogan impersonator <laughs> in real life. And I feel like I that's part this. of the reason why he was hired. But yeah, so Dag, he owns the aquarium and he's got his son, Bobby, there and his daughter, Susie, who was injured in a boating accident, which caused his wife to die in the accident as well. Does he ever really say like what what the accident was? Um, I don't know if it was while he was whale hunting again, because he was a whale hunter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they throw that in there. You know, he was an you know an expert whale hunter. I don't right. I don't know, but yeah, but it makes ac- sense. So I I'm gonna go with that. But I was just like I couldn't. But if you're hunting whales, why are you bringing your wife and kid? Yeah, because, like, all he says is he's like, yeah, he's like, ever since the accident. And, I mean, we don't initially know that, like, Susie's paralyzed because when when Bob and Vanessa and Dag all walk in, she's in um she's in the water with a dolphin. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, like, this little girl, she was very annoying in the movie. She had some of the worst lines, but... Uh, That's Besides. in a lot of Italian movies. <laughs> the kids are the fucking worst. Yeah. Uh, prime example, House by the Cemetery. Anyone that's a big fan of that Bob? knows Bob. We, <laughs> we can't stand Bob. I never wanted a kid to die so bad in a horror movie until I met Bob. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it always seems like like something that's common throughout like these uh these Italian ripoff films is that they give the American actors what they think is like American dialogue. Yep. And it never comes off as right, correct. No, <laughs> it always not comes at all. off as weird too, you know? Um so I digress. So we don't know that Susie's initially paralyzed and then when she's coming out of the water, dad goes and picks her up and we see her in the wheelchair. And then like Vanessa gets like this really sad look on her face. Mm -hmm. It's all like super gloom and doom. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Super gloomy. So yeah, that's our introduction pretty much to, to, to some of those main players on it. So dad is in a bit of a financial situation um, because he's back behind on rent for the aquarium that he runs and owns. And uh, the sheriff shows up to give him an eviction notice from this this big shot Sam Samuel, who is like the sketchy real estate agent of the town of uh, I think it's called Hampton Bay. So he's trying to get him evicted, and uh, but then the sheriff's like, "Oh, Billy, you're in town because Billy's a local." I don't think he's like a family member, but like. Yeah, I don't really know what Billy is. He might, maybe he was just like some dude who like worked at the aquarium and then went off or something like that. Yeah, you know, like, because that's probably something common that ends up happening is like, you know, he could be like some local kid who worked at the aquarium and then went off and, um, you know, worked on his, uh, worked on his passion or his research. Yeah, Yeah. because he says like he's always on these long research expeditions out in the ocean studying like all these kind of like you know, fucking sharks and yeah. Other he said fucking... he was going to be out for like the next 18 months on sea, um, conducting some research, but here he's supposed to just be on vacation with Vanessa. And they, she really tries to establish that. Cause she says, every time we go, you're off in the fucking ocean chasing fish and shit. So like this, this whole vacation, it's about us. Yeah. But then <laughs> Billy gets fucking called over the next day. Um, because a, body has washed up on the beach and the person who 
discovers the body is a guy, uh, an asshole. His name is Ronnie, and he's actually the asshole um, real estate agent Sam Samuel's son. So they're all chilling out on the beach, um, you know, Ronnie and a bunch of their friends. And yeah, they, they end up finding one of the dead bodies of one of the scuba divers that we had seen in the beginning of the movie. And um, we, we end up cutting and then the sheriff, Sheriff Francis is his name. He goes and he is observing the body. And like you said, they call in Billy to come and uh, check it out. So yeah, they take the body and they get to the coroner as they do an autopsy. Turns out it's one of, yo, the, the coroner takes one look. He's like, yep, that's a shark. Instantly, he's like, that's a shark. Yep. He's like, no propeller could have done this. He's like, yep, that was definitely a shark. Not even after the full autopsy. He just looks right at the body and just, yep. So they go over to, to Samuel and, and the mayor and they're like, hey, you have to call off the regatta or the regatta, <laughs> the regatta. <laughs> Think an Italian here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and this the regatta, is a- which is like some big like touristy attraction celebration, brings the town a lot of money. Yeah, just some like big, in Jaws. Yeah, you some know? big boat event. Yeah. So I mean, just in like typical Jaws fashion, you know. So Jaws, like I wanted to talk earlier about like shark exploitation films, right? So like with the boom of like how successful Jaws was, obviously you're gonna get like that boom and surge of the ripoffs and obviously this is one of them they kind of always cater to a formula that's always similar to the jaws films so there's the shark attack and then the sheriff wants to close the beach and then by closing the beach it pisses off you know the higher ups or the mayor because that's gonna you know fuck with the money and the tourists and things like that so like you said they wanted to call off the regatta or the regatta, whatever it is. <laughs> um, yeah. But I wanted to say, dude, so I'm glad that, you know, we ended up getting to the regatta thing. Cause like, yeah, it's like some big boating um, uh, race or some shit, right? That all those scenes with all those boats are from um, the last shark. Okay. They wrote the fucking movie around those stolen shots. So that's typical Bruno Mattei. So whatever shots that you see with the actors on those para parasailers or whatever boats they are, those are filmed by Bruno, but anything else that was from the last shark just lives up to his name and the fucking king of Italian ripoffs. So yeah, Sam doesn't want to shut it down. His solution is to put up nets and cages all around the Island uh to and he's like yeah he's like i'll put up the money and apparently like it was only like thirty thousand dollars i can't imagine that it would only be thirty thousand dollars to put all these fucking cages and all this manpower to put all this shit down to try to keep this shark out but yeah so that was there's also there's also this kind of um motive uh that ronnie thinks um yes that that dag is is telling Billy to say it's a shark to sabotage the regatta uh, due to the eviction notice. And also the fact that um, Ronnie's sister, Gloria has a bit of a relationship with Dag's son, Bob. Yeah. And he does not like this. And it's it's Sam calls him the the Viking too. Yeah. He calls calls him him the the Viking. Viking. (laughs) Dude. You know, what's funny um, is Sam's reactions to everything. It's just so over the top. Like, some of the lines he says, like, when he finds out 
that uh, Bob and Gloria are having a little bit of a relationship. He's like, I'll tear his fucking balls off. He's just so over the top, man. He is over the top. He's great. I love him. He's an asshole, but I like him. This guy was giving it his all, even though, like, you could tell he was inexperienced. Everybody was, man. So we go to, like, the next evening or later that evening, and uh, we've got this uh, couple, young couple on the beach. You know, they're fooling around, making out. And the one girl, she wants to go into the water, just like in Jaws. You know how Jaws starts. And she's like, come on, come in the water. It's great. And it's it's another day for night shot. So he he goes in after her because she's like, let's do it in the water, which that is literally fucking insane. Um, I can't imagine doing it in the water is that pleasurable. Um, no, I don't I don't I don't think that it would be. let alone salt water. Grimy fucking salt water. What the fuck is wrong with you? But anyway, so they're swimming, fooling around. And uh, our shark shows up and it bumps into her and she thinks it's her boyfriend. But then he comes up and he gives her a little false scare. But the shark is really under there. And then that's when we get another shark attack. And it's like the same thing from Jaws again with the girl being pulled around and then dragged under. And then the boyfriend's like in complete shock once they find him. Yeah, he's in the police station the next day and he's like, he's like mute now because of the shock. And it's like, well, it's like the only thing that he told us was that his girlfriend was attacked by a shark and now he won't speak. So as it seems is like almost at the same time while this shark attacks going on, um, Ronnie and his friends decide that they're going to go to Dag's aquarium and poison one of the dolphins. So they end up bringing like a whole fucking bunch of fish that have been um, poisoned and they're just going to like fucking throw them in and have the dolphin eat them. The dolphin ultimately ends up getting poisoned, but we never see them one throw any of the fish in the water. No, no, it does. No, Ronnie ends up right before they get caught because the seal uh, pop poppy. Yeah. I think his name was, I I guess (laughs) there's so many names. Yeah. Poppy. Um, the seal ends up like kind of blowing their cover and like making a fuss, which wakes up the other aquatic animals. And uh, so they're about to dip Ronnie and his friends. Right. But before he does, he does throw a, f- a fish in and the one dolphin does end up eating it. I know. I didn't but, even see it. But Billy. See it yeah. So you think the dolphin's going to die. But thankfully, like Billy gets there just in time to like extract the poison, I guess. Yeah. They like saved it immediately. But they know something's up because like. Ronnie leaves the bag of fish behind and somehow by telling the smell of the fish, they can tell it's been poisoned. Dude, Dag literally just fucking reaches in. And the first thing he does is he just smells it and he's like, it's been poisoned. Call Billy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Billy comes down and saves yep. the day. So then the next day we get a shot of Sheriff Francis who fucking hops the guardrail for no apparent reason. And this like action music kicks on. And he's just going to meet Billy at, like, the aquarium who's looking through slides of tiger sharks because he believes it's a tiger shark doing all this. And I just find that scene so over-the-top and funny. It's almost like an action sequence, but they're literally just going to talk. Yeah, he's like, so what do we know about sharks? And he's like, well, it's a locomotive, and the only thing that sharks know how to do is eat and make baby sharks. And the only way to kill them is to kill them or starve them. 
But yeah, he, he automatically says that it was a tiger shark. But every single piece of footage in is this of a movie great white. is that of a great white. There's a couple of <laughs> shots of a tiger shark here and there, but it's few and far between. It's mostly great white stock footage. I'm pretty sure that there was even footage of a dolphin that was supposed to be made to look like a shark. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that too. Yeah, so we're back at the aquarium. They're talking sharks, Francis and uh, Sheriff Francis and Billy, and just like, you know, how the regatta is just a total open buffet for the shark, so they really need to take precautions, and that's when they uh, get the gates in order, right? But at the same time, keep in mind, Billy and Vanessa are supposed to be on vacation, so they have a bit of sexy time, right? But it gets interrupted by Sheriff Francis later that night. So Vanessa answered the door thinking it's her friend because they're supposed to go clubbing at the local disco joint. And she was ready to blow off her plans to stay with fucking Billy, too. So she ends up getting the knock at the door and she's like, oh, I'll just tell her to leave. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm down with that. And then it's Sheriff Francis. And And then what happens? He wants Billy to come down to check out the shark cages and fencing and all that. And Billy's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go down quick. And Vanessa's like, what about us? I'm tired of playing fucking sec- backseat to these fish. What and, an asshole, uh, dude. He's putting his work first, just yep. like she didn't want. And this ends up pissing her off. And dude. then she ends up going out with her friend clubbing. But not before she says, Billy, I want you to find the highest building so you could jump the fuck off it. She's fucking mad. Dude, she was fucking livid, man. So, yeah, she takes off. Billy goes with the sheriff to check out the shark fucking fencing and shit. And that's where she ends up like hooking up with like Ronnie because he's at the club and he's like, oh, where's Billy? And she's like, oh, he went off to play with his fish. Yeah. So then they take off to the beach for a little fun time because she's like, fuck it. I'll get yeah, attention She's just elsewhere. letting loose at this point. She's yeah. fed up with Billy. Yeah. And I think so they go over. Been... They go over They're They're having a little makeout session, the fucking ocean. And then we see the shark get one of these buoys. Yeah. And we just see the fucking buoy just, you know, going around. They're unaware. But then their their little makeout session gets interrupted by one of Ronnie's friends who pretends to be the police. Then Ronnie's like, oh, but my dad, Samuel, this and that. Yeah, and they he get screams out. Her, Yeah, he's like, do you know who I am? My dad, Samuel Lewis, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They get out just in time because the shark is trailing them. Yeah, I thought the buoy aspect was pretty funny. I mean, because that was something that had happened in Jaws. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but that was also another scene that they ripped off from the last shark. Uh, but that happens on that happens like very early on in the movie. But you actually like see it happen, but it just randomly happens in this movie. You know? Like like how does that happen with the shark? How does the buoy get attached to the shark? And it, and I think we only see it in like one scene too. Yeah, it, like, jumps up and bites the buoy, which is funny because, like, as it's doing that, um, Vanessa's one friend, who's also, like, kind of has a thing with Ronnie as well, it seems, she's like, oh, look at the shark, just all casual, watch out for the shark, as it's just popping up, fucking biting the buoy, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a very weird sequence. The next day, it's, you know, it's... Things are getting into motion with the regatta still happening, everything set up, all these precautions. And there it's funny because there's this one foreign couple who are like, Hey, we're here to see the shark that's been like eating people. 
Yeah, and Francis and is just, on the beach, and he's just like like looking out with the binoculars. Yeah, they were like an Australian like, or a New Zealand couple. Yeah, it's so funny too because like they the the fucking sheriff Francis is like we got it under control. There was a shark, but now it's gone, and we we're just taking precautions. And the son of the foreign couple is like all butthurt about it and he's like oh no shark and his dad's like shut up and smacks him yeah it's like what the fuck man so similar to jaws uh we have like the coast guard flying around the ocean and they're looking out for sharks to make sure uh, that you know the beach is safe and that they can continue on with the regatta and they end up seeing a shark in the water so they fly over to it and they end up shooting it and then we have a cut scene and uh, they're dragging a tiger shark out of the water. So they're pretty certain that this is the shark. So everybody has this false sense of security now because they're like, okay, oof, yeah, everything's good. The The shark's been captured. But similar to Jaws, it obviously isn't the right shark and the fucking the, the real killer's still out there. Yeah, because Billy, yeah, he's like, you need to cut open the belly to see what it's, or the stomach to see what it's been eating. That's how you'll know for sure. And, of course, Samuel's fucking enraged. He's like, are you fucking crazy? You're out of your mind with this shark shit. Yeah, and he's like, drag this shark out to sea. It's going to be stinking up our, our town. And then he has a bit of dialogue here with Dag, because uh, him and Dag are talking. And this is actually one of my favorite lines in the in the, in the, um, in the movie. So, I've, I mean, it, it's it's no surprise that they don't like each other. Sam is really pissed that Bob and Gloria have this thing going on. And right in front of Susie, Sam says, tell your Bob, stay away from my daughter or you can buy another wheelchair. And then Susie starts crying. He says this right in front of the little girl who's in the fucking what wheelchair. What a motherfucker, dude. What and, a motherfucker. And then Poppy, the seal, ends up like um, like squawking at him. And then Sam falls in the water. And it's like this whole humiliating moment. And Dag and everybody are like laughing at him now. I guess that was their way of lightening up a fucking the mood after saying some shit like that. He was <laughs> fucked up for saying that. You yeah, could go absolutely. buy another wheelchair. So fucked up, man. They should have had Dag, like, punch him in the face or something. Yeah. That would have been better, in my opinion. Or, you know, drop the fucking leg on him, yeah. brother. <laughs> Yo, fuck Hulk Hogan, though. So, yeah. The regatta's happening. It's full in motion. We're here. And we got Sam walking around like he's the fucking president, taking pictures, kissing babies. And, like, just... It's ridiculous. He's like, and the then, hotel is going right here. He's like, the sunset goes, starts right there. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Talking about building over the aquarium since yep. it's supposed to be evicted. And uh, then we, we get we get to the parasail race. And we got Bob's involved in the race and so is Ronnie. So, you know, they're going to be beefing it out on the water. And Bob's whole idea is he's like, yeah, I'm going to win this race and I'm going to use all the prize money to save our aquarium. And then, uh, you know, during the race, Ronnie plays fucking dirty, knocks, knocks Bob off his parasail. But our fucking shark comes and crashes the race. Yeah. And this is a pretty chaotic moment in the movie. Yeah. Cause it, it, it uh, it takes out Ronnie's fucking parasail, like takes out half of it and then starts going after the other tourists and even attacks like the pier and knocks it down. Which there's so much chaos going on, and Susie's just chilling in her wheelchair trying to watch the race, and fucking somehow her brakes get knocked and send her flying into the water. So you're like, oh shit, the shark's gonna get her. 
Vanessa sees this. She dives in while all these other tourists that have fell, fallen off the pier are getting eaten. They're able to save Susie, but Vanessa is not able to get out in time, and she gets eaten by the shark right in front of Billy as he's trying to pull her up. Didn't see that one coming the first no, time I watched man, this. He watches his girlfriend die, man. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if they made up at that point, so that makes no, it even I, worse. No, I don't, yeah. So, yeah, here's the chaos, just like, again, in, in Jaws, you know, where the mayor's gone too far. And uh, it's funny because, you know, a lot of, like, what's been going on beforehand has already kind of made the news. But after this disaster, someone pays a visit to Sam's house. And it's, like, this mob guy, right? Yeah, he's smelling the cigar. Yeah, he's, like, sent from New York. And, uh, you know, he's, like, pretty much, like, we got a problem here. And you either deal with the shark or you'll be dealt with. Because the higher-ups, the big bosses in New York, ain't happy. So it turns out, yeah, Sam's involved with the fucking mob. So that's probably why he's got so much money and has been successful as he is. The mafia guy ends up leaving Sam's house. And then we have what I would consider, and you probably as well, the scene, similar to the scene in Jaws, the Quint scene, when... They're all having like the meeting talking about like what we're going to do in order to capture this shark. And then Officer Francis tells Samuel that you need to uh, put out a hundred thousand dollar reward for anybody who can uh, kill the shark. And uh, yeah, so, you know, now we've got all parties are involved. Sam, Sam's son, Ronnie and his friends, you know, uh, Billy, Dag and, you know, Bob and, you know. Uh, Dad is given like a brief kind of like a lesson on tiger sharks and like how to kill them because Ronnie's like, oh, this should be a fucking walk in the park. And and Dag is like, no, it's not. You have to either shoot in the head or just under the dorsal fin. It has to be precise. Now that, you know, have some more respect for the shark or as we like to say, fear the shark. Fear the shark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always fear the shark. So this sets everybody else on on this journey now to uh, to go and kill the shark. And then there's like this really awkward scene with Dag and Bobby and everybody on the boat. And um, when they're leaving the harbor and they're like just awkwardly waving, like awkwardly long to Susie and Gloria. And the they best have... part what? of that scene is as the bridge draws and they're taking off. What do we hear? The fucking Star Wars theme. The fucking Star Wars theme minus three notes so yeah. they wouldn't get fully fucking... I was waiting for it to hit, and it was, yep. I was like, holy shit. It, it hit me like the second time. I was like, am I really fucking hearing this right now? Yeah, no, they ripped off of the Star Wars theme, which is really ballsy. Yeah, minus like three notes. They left out three notes, the crescendo. Dude, he had balls, man. He didn't give a fuck, huh? No shame, no shame at all. So, yeah, we get to Ronnie and his his fucking hunting party, right? And uh, it's funny because Ronnie's uh, girlfriend or whatever she is, um, she pulls out this roast and she's like, oh, it's my mother's roast. And it's totally like the doc scene with the two guys trying to reel in the shark. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, this was my wife's roast, so we better get this shark. So they, they bait the shark with the roast, right? Then we get a nice pop-up mechanical head. Of the shark, which looks pretty good. And um, 
then some stock footage of like an actual shark biting like you know bait and ronnie kind of chokes and he has a chance to shoot it but he chokes up and then when he finally does like the the shark like knocks like one of the sails which knocks ronnie into the water so everyone in the boat's panicking then ronnie's girl takes a fucking full container of uh, a gas can if you will and, and she like starts pouring, just pouring out. it yeah and it's pouring out all over the boat and one of ronnie's friends shoots a fucking flare which ignites everything right next and they, to her right next to her and it explodes and they all fucking die and it's great and then dag and his and his crew guys they hear the explosion and one of the guys mentions he's like yeah you know somebody was probably messing with some uh, some kind of like dynamite shit because like dynamite fishing or something like that and then billy was like no couldn't have been this happened above the water but then like the coast guard co- shows up and they tell the hunting party to go back and we got sheriff francis in the chopper just like oh just go back you know go back go back one important thing that that we have to say about before Dag and them end up going back to shore was that Dag's boat ends up getting tangled, right, in some kind of fishing line or something, some kind of fishing net. Bob jumps into the water to cut it free. And when he's swimming in the water, we get another shot of the Cleveland under the water. Above the water... Billy's got like some sonar thing that's going on because he's like trying to track the shark. So ultimately, Bob ends up getting the boat free and then he goes up and then Billy asks him, he's like, when you were under there, did anything strange happen? And he's like, no, not really. And then he mentions that there is a shipwreck directly underneath them. And then for whatever reason, this jogs Billy's memory and he looks over the, to Dag and he's like, is that the Cleveland? He's like, is that the ship that was carrying? And then Dag like cuts him off and he's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. And then they end up going back to back to shore. They go back because some shit's going down in town. And then it's just like, uh, you know, Ronnie's dead. You know, news gets out about his hunting party being all killed. And Sam's back at his house, and he's all, like, sour about it. But the mob guy's there, and he's like, I asked you to take care of the problem, and you created a disaster. That's when the mob dude brings in two hired guys. <laughs> yeah, his two hired two guys. henchmen. One of them, yeah. uh, so distinct, he's wearing sunglasses indoors at night with a yeah. black leather vest. And he's, like, and he's and got his arms crossed Looking like shit. fucking Dean Malenko. And then Dag, Billy... And I was Gloria there. Yeah, I think so. They were all kind of um, going over this map of this uh, of of the area where they were. And then yeah. isn't this where we find out like the tw- the 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 reason for the shark being in the water? Yeah. The I, so pretty much this shark was like trained by the Navy. Yeah, he was a trained killer. Yeah, that. And do you, you understand how fucking ridiculous that sounds? He says something. He's he's like he's like the Cleveland was a navy ship that was carrying a shark born in captivity, and they were doing some experimental navy stuff. And they said that based off of the shark territorial thing, that's where the shark lives. So they're like, we have to destroy the ship, and if we destroy the ship, we destroy the shark. Yep, that's their master plan, and, uh, you know, those two hired guys, they go 
to the aquarium to like fucking sabotage um dag's boat and everything and kind of like steal the plans for themselves because they catch wind of it and uh, they go out and they're like they go right over to the what is it called the clum oh the cleveland the cleveland i almost called it the columbia i don't know why but yeah so they go out to the cleveland and they're diving in there to get whatever because they know they know they know about the the shark being trained by the navy they know like shipping down there like some navy fucking equipment and uh we get a great shot of the shark head like eating the one uh sunglass wearing dude diver it looks awesome and then the other dude who's on the boat still with the shotgun he's like cursing out the shark i forgot what he says it's something funny though but yeah the shark just like takes out the boat and him and uh yeah so there goes those two and that's when dag bob and Billy go back out and set sail because they want to carry out the plan. Yeah. So ultimately, like when what ends up happening with all of this is that they have like this little um, this little sonar box that they were going to use to attract the shark. Bob and I think Billy are already down. They already dove down into the ship and they're fucking just rigging the whole thing with dynamite. And then we end up getting kind of like this scene where the shark is like attacking the, the, the ship again. And then Bob, right? Bob and Billy end up getting out. They end up dropping the sonar machine in, right? So Bob makes it out, but Billy's stuck down there with the shark circling around. And then there he's able to rescue Billy just in time before they're ready to set off the trap. And there's also, we failed to mention there is another... um aquarium worker who's accompanying them this whole time and so him and dag are like shooting at the shark fighting off the shark so that way bob can get to billy and rescue him and then they get back onto the boat and that's when the trap is set and they they hit the button to explode the dynamite and we get this sick shot of the fucking shark's head exploding off it's so dope and they kill the shark yeah and then and then that's it and then, you know, everybody celebrates and Dag and his guys were the ones who did it. Therefore, they're entitled to the $100,000 reward and that saves the aquarium. Yeah. And it's just a happy ending there. And then we get the cruel Jaws, um, almost like the Jaws opening. The movie ends with cruel Jaws and the same kind of opening shot, just like in Jaws. And credits roll to the Star Wars theme again. I had fun with the movie, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the second time around more so. I think it was just a little bit more entertaining, especially after watching the movies that it ripped off. I thought it was just much more entertaining. That's cool, though, that you went and watched the movies that it ripped off. I should have done that myself, but I just I had other things going on this weekend, of course. So I was like, I'm just going to watch Cruel Jaws a few times. Yeah, you watched it three times. I was pretty shocked by that. Yep, I did. Well, because... Friday night, so I ended up getting mandated at work, so I didn't get back um, home till later Friday night, and I was doing some other shit beforehand, so I watched Cruel Jaws very late at night and was kind of struggling to get through it, so then I watched it again yesterday before the show, and then I watched it today and took some notes. Yeah, I did the same, man. I watched it, yeah, I watched it Friday, and then I watched it this morning before my race, and yeah, and I watched the Snyder Cut, took my notes, but it's a fun movie, man. Yeah, this definitely is in in the 
slew of shark exploitation, I say this one, even though it, it to most is bottom of the barrel for me, kind of rises to the top. Yeah, it's not by any means a good movie, but it's an entertaining movie. It it is very entertaining. So bad uh, it's good. Like I said mm-hmm. earlier on, man, bad dialogue, bad delivery. Um, yeah. Ripped off cheap, of fucking everything. Cheap fucking B-roll. Yeah. I mean, at one point, too, like, there's even a fucking just a random B-roll of, like, an, a big old octopus just swimming around. And I was just like, is this necessary? Yeah, that was from Deep Blood. <laughs> oh, really? It did, yeah, that, does that, that was from Deep Blood. Does that tie in? Is there, like, a shark versus octopus fight? No, it's or just... Or is it just B-roll? It's just B-roll. It's just so when, we're just just gonna when take the main more... characters in Deep Blood are going down into the, the, the ship. So, in Deep Blood... All the shots of the Cleveland in this movie are from Deep Blood. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all <laughs> okay, the shots of the okay. Cleveland from this are from Deep Blood. And yo, you know what's funny, dude? I like had you not mentioned the Cleveland, I sometimes forget about that plot point. But in this movie it's an important plot point. In Deep Blood it's not so much of an an important plot point. It's like it is ultimately spoiler, it is ultimately where the shark lives, but in cruel jaws they give the explanation as it being where it was bred and kept in captivity therefore it sees it as its home but, but the, way, blood, the way it's not like that i feel though sometimes the way this movie's edited and maybe it was just like I, me overlooking it when i it's incoherent notes, dude it's not it's a coherent very, fucking yeah it's like you almost forget about <laughs> it sometimes yeah and yeah. I mean, sure, like sometimes I repeat myself and shit and, you know, we got to like backtrack, but that's because, you know, maybe there's, see, there's always things that you see that I don't see. And then when we talk about it, you know, so it ends up coming full circle eventually because I saw that you had glossed over it and I was like, oh no, we can't do that. The Cleveland is important in Cruel Jaws. Yeah. It's no, not, you're right. Not Although so... they don't fucking play it off as much as, as they like. They don't. Huh, give me a second. The Cleveland, like, yes, it's an important plot point, but the way it's perceived and sequenced and edited, it it's sometimes easy to overlook. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, like you said, it, it's incoherent at times. Yeah, the way that it's edited, man. Like, there's yeah. do you, there's even like there's a shot in this too, a random shot for whatever reason, um, of the dog on the beach. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, like what? That this was from deep. Fun- that was from Deep Blood. That was like that was like a, from an important scene in Deep Blood, but it had no fucking purpose being in this movie other than just like being like thrown in. But it's just so it's just so funny. I dude, seriously. You you should go watch the other movies. The Last Shark, that's an Italian one. Deep Blood, and I mean Jaws, Jaws two, Jaws three, and then what? There's Jaws four, right? I know it's Shark Week. I don't know if I have time for all of them, but I think I'm gonna seek out Deep Blood. Yeah, watch Deep Blood. So maybe maybe the Last Shark. Yeah. So Deep Blood is the Cleveland aspect of it. Okay. Okay. And then the last shark is the regatta aspect of it and the buoy. What what would you say you like more, uh, the last shark or deep blood? Ooh. Tough. 
I feel like Deep Blood would be more entertaining just because it's Joe D'Amato. I'll go with Deep Blood. But there's another good one that you'd probably like because it's your boy Lamberto Bava. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Ha- he has one and it's called, I think it's called Devilfish. Oh, yeah. So it's it's like a prehistoric fish. I watched that last yeah. night, dude. That was really good. It's called Devilfish. Hold on. I'm looking at, I, I got to look yeah, at my it's notes. Not, it has... It's not directly a shark, even though it comes out in that like shark exploitation era. That is still going on to this day. Um, But yeah, yeah. It's like some it, giant it, prehistoric fish. Yeah. yeah, it has another name too. But um, yeah, that's, not, that's actually on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube last night. But yeah, I mean, even though it's not a shark per se, in the world of shark shark exploitation, if it's in the water, I think it kind of falls into the shark exploitation. Like piranha would be in the world of shark exploitation, or barracuda. alligator, barracuda. Yep, yep. You know, yeah. movies like that. Um, so. Maybe even tentacles. That was that came out two years after Jaws, and that's like essentially 100%. a Jaws ripoff. Hundred percent. And there's even a scene in Tentacles where there's like another paracel race that the octopus ends up crashing and ends up eating this one kid on the paracel, which fucking nightmare fuel. Yeah, there's another film called Orca. Yeah, Orca the Killer Whale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which yep. which is also shark exploitation. So yeah, after Jaws, surgeon, fucking, you know monster creature feature monster movies shit like that so but yeah jaws man jaws is unlike them all man jaws jaws is not jaws Jaws isn't campy and jaws has like a classic it was the first ever summer blockbuster you know it's one of the best movies ever made but nick i want to know what are you rating this thing so i've been tossing back two scores man but i think i'm gonna go with Cruel Jaws being a 4.5 out of 10. Okay. 4.5. It's an entertaining movie. It's funny. So bad it's good. I've said that a million times, but that's the best way to describe it. I think it'd be like a really good, fun movie to throw on with some friends and just being like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck am I watching? Um, In my opinion, as far as shark exploitation goes, dude, it ripped off of every single other fucking movie that tried to rip off of every other fucking movie. This is the king shark exploitation flick and rip off. I'm going to go 4.5 out of 10. All right. What about you? Uh, I'm going with a 5 out of 10. Uh, yeah, this movie is just stupid silliness, campy, bad dialogue, a shit ton of B-roll. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a fun one. I dig the shark head. Uh, fucking dag the fucking Hulk Hogan impersonator, which I mean fuck Hulk Hogan, but the the his character and just him looking like Hulk Hogan it is pretty funny. It just adds another element to it. And uh, Sam, you know, being the overtop bad guy and just yeah, it's a real fun one. Uh, it is the king of shark shark exploitation films. So for that, I am giving it an honorable five out of ten. Yeah, that was going to be my initial score, but my mind just kept on going back back to 4.5. But I give Bruno, Bruno Mattei, a.k.a. William Snyder, a lot of credit. He had a lot of balls making this movie. 
They got sued by Universal. Um, and I mean, he's just got a lot of balls in general for all the Italian ripoffs that he made. So, yeah, he's the legend. <laughs> it's it's one thing to rip off from the U.S., but when you're ripping off your own peers, that's like to a new level. Yeah, dude, he's ripping off. He ripped off everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, I think that that is it for Cruel Jaws. I don't know if there's anything that you want to say, anything else you want to say about it. No, man, I think that pretty much uh, puts a wrap on episode 20, Cruel Jaws. This has been fun. Way to way to kick off uh, Shark Week. Um, I'm sure this will be dropping after Shark Week, but hopefully those that still want to celebrate enjoy this episode because we had a blast talking about it and watching cruel jaws yeah yeah no we did so if you're trying to celebrate you know some other movies that we had mentioned that are good shark exploitation flicks deep blood joe damato um the last shark um devil fish if you want to check out piranha alligator we also have an alligator episode where we talk um that movie i love alligator Fuck yeah, shout Long out to Ramon. Long live Ramon. Long live Ramon. Long live Ramon, yep. I wanted to give this shark a name since Bruce the Shark had a name. Yeah. What would you give this shark? Tiger. Tiger? Like tiger style, man. Oh, man. But it ain't even really a tiger shark, so it's like, no. it's not as fitting. Tiger sharks are pretty vicious, though. Yeah. They're, they're like one of... But, the, but nothing the beats the great white, man. No, the great you white's know. the king, man. Fear the shark. Yeah, fear the shark. Uh... So yeah, shout out Shark Week, uh, shout out the Hudson Valley hardcore metal scene. Last night's show at the Grange was a fucking, definitely one for the book. Shout out to all the bands that played. So yeah, with that being said, one of the best ways you can support Dead With My Friends podcast is following us on Instagram, subscribing to our YouTube page. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, wherever you get your podcast from. If you want to leave us a five-star rating and a review, that really helps the show grow. And, uh, yeah, we hope everyone's enjoying their summer uh, watches and everything. On the next episode, we will be coming back with another heater. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So until next time, everybody, peace. Later. Later.